Hi there, and welcome to the Accepted Authority podcast. My name is Greg Roweth, and I'm your host each week on the Accepted Authority podcast, where we discuss challenges and strategies to grow your consultancy practice. Now, in this week's episode, I want to focus on action-compelling content. And from that, I mean how to create content that compels your prospects to take the next step in your marketing system or marketing process. And for many of us, that next step after consuming our content is to book a call with us. Now, the reason I'm looking at this particular topic today is that over the last week or so, I've seen a number of examples where the content that's been offered by a consultant seems to have little or no relevance to the offer that they are making to their particular audience. Now, I think this comes about from people having some level of understanding that there's a need to provide value before inviting people to a sales call. And and that's encouraging that more and more consultants are seeing that the way to uh, become more interesting for potential clients is by providing value in the form of informative content before they have a sales meeting. And in the trade, we tend to call these types of content lead magnets. So, and so-called because they are intended to magnetize our potential audience or be attractive to our potential audience so that they, by opting in and uh, consuming that content become a lead for us. Now, having that understanding of creating valuable content is a very important step in the process of becoming an accepted authority because we become an authority to our market through the content that we produce. So it's very important that the content we produce is attractive, first of all, we need to get our potential client's attention up front, but then that content needs to compel action if that potential client, our lead, is going to take the next step in our marketing system and and ideally book a call with us so that we can get to know them and uh, have a sales meeting where they can become a client. Now, when I see content offered, like the examples I'm talking about recently, and when I read this that sort of content, it seems like that type of content comes from the knowledge of the writer. Uh, obviously, that's very important. We need to be positioning ourselves as the leaders of our firms, as the authority in the market. But that authority must be consistent or the the content, the article that we're using to 
create our authority must be consistent with the overall message that we're trying to convey. Now, when I see most consultants' websites only talking about themselves and their services that they offer, and we've talked about this <laughs> consistently throughout the each episode of the podcast, that type of offer of here's who we are, here's what we do, really doesn't create much engagement. So it's encouraging to see people offering content that is focused on a problem. And I've said previously that the way our website should be set up, and in fact, the way any of our marketing should be set up, is to talk about who we serve and the problems we solve. And in that way, our content becomes relevant to our clients. And what's important in creating action-compelling content is that that content should not be doing anything that is selling our services. Now, counterintuitively, we would expect that when we're promoting ourselves, that we're trying to convince a potential client that our services are what they need. But that type of self-promotion really falls flat because people don't really understand the relevance of our services to solving their problem until we've gone in earlier in their thought process to actually show that we understand their problem and that we have found a solution for that specific problem. Now, I think there are a lot of people have joined the dots and started to create content that is not salesy type self-promotional content. And that's where our lead magnets come in. Our lead magnets need to be educational. They need to be informative, yes, but they need to go beyond that. And this is where I think a lot of us come unstuck. And it certainly was the situation for me before I learned this important part of the process. Now, what I see on LinkedIn, on people's websites, when I read a lot of my clients' lead magnets, if they have them up, up front before we start working with them, is that the educational content they provide is well-written, it's informative, but it doesn't actually compel action even though most of them have a call to action in their content and maybe at the end of their content, they're offering a free strategy session or a free consultation. The way the content itself is written does not compel the reader to take that next step. Now, there's a, a quote that I heard originally from Jim Rohn, if you know who he is. If not, Google him and and uh, and consume his content because it's you know, he is one of the mentors that helped me establish a successful foundation for the way I live and the way that I work. Now, 
the quote from Jim Rohn was around two orators coming back from the Greek um well, the Greek wars in the days of the Spartans and and uh, the uh, Trojan horse stories. So back in uh, around 400 BC, there were two orators. One was Pericles, and Pericles was a, a politician, and he was a very good orator. Now, when Pericles spoke the people responded with, wow, what a great speech. But there was another orator around at the same time, and his name was Demosthenes. And Demosthenes was a general in the army. And when Demosthenes spoke, the people said, let us march. Now, I hope you see the difference there. Pericles spoke informative content. He delivered content that informed his audience that they enjoyed and learned from. But the way Demosthenes spoke compelled action. And here's the difference. We want our content not to be received in the way Pericles' content was, was received with Wow, that was in interesting. I learned something there. We want our content to be received in the same way that Demosthenes' audience received his content and have the response of, let me take that action. Let me, let me move towards this process that I'm learning more about and I want to, to go to that next step and, uh, and learn more. That's the sort of content that we need to be creating. If we are compelling our readers or our listeners or watchers to take that step that we're asking them to do in that content, in our call to action. Now, what I see in, in most content is that it is interesting, informative, educational, but not compelling. And the way that content is written is what makes a difference. There's a particular structure of how to create action-compelling content. And that content really needs to, to not just inform, but transform. So instead of writing informational content, make your aim to be creating transformational content. And the difference between those two types of content is that informational type content helps the, the reader, well, let's say the reader, um, helps the reader learn something. And that's important. We need our readers to learn through our content. But transformational content is different. Transformational content leaves the reader in a different place after they've read that content. It doesn't just inform them. It 
doesn't just change the way they think, but actually changes their identity. And here's the really important part of this process. Transformative content changes changes our beliefs. Now, changing someone's belief is a very challenging concept and a very challenging activity. If you've ever tried to change someone's beliefs, well, well you probably realize how futile that effort is. Now, our beliefs are part of our identity. So in order to change someone's beliefs, you've really got to focus on their identity. Who is it that you're working with? Who is it that you're trying to create this transform transformation for and with? So our content needs to very much wrap around the identity of the reader and really focus on who our reader is and what their current beliefs are. And even more importantly, why those beliefs exist. Because we can't just tell people that they're wrong. We can't say, well, this belief you have is wrong. We have to lead people to the understanding of the foundation for that belief may be in doubt. There may must be some level of understanding that the reason why they now have that belief is potentially flawed. And when they're open to exploring that foundation of their belief and resolving the, the facts or resolving the truth behind that belief and the foundation of that belief, then we have an opportunity to change their belief. So the writing or the content we're creating needs to be much deeper in our thinking and in the process of attacking the foundations of people's beliefs and then presenting a new option, a different option that can become the foundation of a new belief. That can't happen when we just write the five tips to a better life or the seven secrets to stunning success. You know, those are informative articles and, and maybe, and from what I've seen, most of those articles are written very well. There's nothing wrong with the tips or the secrets that those articles provide the only thing that is wrong with that type of content is that it doesn't compel our readers to take action. So I want you to consider what I'm saying here about how you produce content that is aimed at compelling people to take action. And if people are consuming your content, but not enough of them are moving in the direction you want them to take, if not enough of your readers or consumers of your content are booking calls with you, then perhaps your lead magnet is written in an informative way, but not a transformative way. So consider how you can reframe what you're writing. 
most of the content we're writing doesn't have to change a lot. People still need the information, but it needs to be presented in a way that changes their beliefs. And when you change someone's beliefs, they want to move. They they are compelled to learn more about what their new belief leads them towards. So, for example, if the current belief your potential client has that the way they're doing something is okay and is getting them the results they're getting and that's that's fine, you've got to almost undermine that belief. You've got to show them why that belief is in, is flawed. And that comes back to the foundational elements of that belief or showing them that there are problems with how that belief was established and that there's an underlying root cause to why that belief exists for them or why they have that belief. So to be able to dismantle that current belief and then propose a new belief or the and establish the foundations for a new belief, you start to transform that person from one identity to a new identity. We take them from where they've been to where they could be. And this is the change that will compel action because when we help them see the reality of the way things are right now and that the current beliefs they have are flawed and potentially not correct, they will automatically want to know what their belief really should be and what's the foundation for those new beliefs and that conflict that they have in their mind will compel them to take the action. So think about the way you're writing content. Is your content informative or is it transformative? If it's informative content, then perhaps there's a better way. Perhaps the beliefs you have about the way to write content have a flawed foundation. Perhaps your thinking around how to create a lead magnet wasn't established correctly by the people you've learned from. Perhaps the way that you've been taught to write comes from an educational background. And often for my clients, they've come from a corporate background where they write in a corporate type language. And I have to re-educate them and decorporatize them so they write in a much more interesting and compelling way that is not corporate speak, but actually speaks to the hearts and minds of their ideal clients in a way that changes the way they believe their life can be. So if that's you, if your foundation for the way you write content is around information rather than transformation, then I offer you an alternative. And if you want more of your readers or the consumers of your 
lead magnets, your your content to be compelled to take action, then I offer you a different approach than the way you've been doing that content and creating content in the past. So if you would like to know more about how to create action-compelling content, then let's, let's talk. Go to my website, and which is at businessflightpath.com, and book a strategy session with me to talk to me about your situation and how you can generate more leads from your content, how you can actually use your content to be positioned as the accepted authority in your market and how you can use that content to get more people taking action to book calls with you. If you want to know more before taking that call, then consume the content that I have on my website. Consume the content that I produce on LinkedIn and Facebook and see the difference between the way I create content and the way you might create content. And if you're not compelled to take action on that changing of belief around how to write your content, then I'll be very surprised. So I hope you've enjoyed today's Accepted Authority podcast episode, and I hope you've had a change of belief around how content should be written and can be written to compel your ideal clients to take the action to book a call with you to find out how you can help them more effectively. So I'll leave it there for today. This has been Greg Roworth with the Accepted Authority podcast, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.